Welcome to CBuzz, Columbus's first business-focused podcast presented by the Columbus Chamber of Commerce and Capital University. I'm Michaela Hunt, brand journalist and your host for CBuzz. This is the show where we bring you the best stories from the Columbus business community. And we're returning after a little bit of a hiatus, so we thank you for joining us again. Or if you're just listening for the very first time, we're glad to have you here. We're coming to you from our new home at Capital University's Convergent Media Center. The center is a collaborative space where students and faculty from diverse areas of study, including music and film to creative writing and digital media, are empowered to work together in new and exciting ways. And given that today, we are kicking off the relaunch with somebody very exciting and I've enjoyed talking to so far prior to recording. We have Chet Ridenauer with car to go with us today. Chet, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Yes. And you know, we know some people, we have some commonalities around central Ohio, it sounds like, and, and I'm excited to kind of share your world with our listeners today. This is a small town. It's a great town to, to be a part of, so... Truly, truly is. So tell us a little bit about you and where, where are you from? How'd you get involved with what you're doing today? I, I'm sure it's a winding road. I was going to say, how far we want to go back? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm actually the only one person in my family that was born in Ohio. Uh, my folks were out here, out in Dayton, uh, was born, lived here for about six months. They, uh, they moved back to Sturgis, South Dakota. Are you familiar with that? So Sturgis is the bike place, right? Motorcycle rally, capital of the world. Of the world. One of the biggest three in the States. We lived there for about eight years. Uh, really small town, one one stoplight. Uh, you know, it balloons to hundreds of thousands of folks, you know, every every August for a couple of weeks. But uh, it was a small place and not a lot of opportunities. And my, my old man decided to go back to school. So we... Uh, we moved out to, to Columbus uh, just for a few years. So it was going to be a for a few years, and turns out it was a great place to uh, to live and uh, raise a family. And uh, we never left except for one uh, one year out to, out to Illinois, which I hear you're from. Yeah, I mean, we said one of our commonalities is Springfield, Illinois, which I grew up not far from. And like your family, made my way to Columbus and haven't wanted to leave. <laughs> There is no reason to leave. The city wraps its arms around you and yeah, yeah, you can't get out. You don't want to get out. You don't want to get out. No. And I feel like you've been kind of involved in, you know, in you're with Car to Go, but but getting there, you've done a lot of different things and and it has evolved to this point. So really tell me, how did you get to the role that you're in today? Tell us about your role and, and really the path that got you there. Sure. Um, I've been, uh, I guess I've been described as a bit of a jack of all trades over the years. I uh, have led fitness boot camps. I, I've been a DJ for, for trivia nights, for, for marathon races, for been an MC for weddings. Uh, I was, uh, at the time I was back in 2013, I was the administrator for the Short North Civic Association. And um, we were actively working on parking issues in, in, in Italian village. There were some mm. ongoing working groups uh, that were, were, were taking uh, uh, their time as, as they should to, to, to get it right and to figure out how we could solve for this influx of, uh, of residents and visitors uh, com- coming to the neighborhood. Um, it was about that time when, when Cartago reached out to the city and said, hey, uh, we, we think this, uh, this would be a good market for us. Uh, and the, the city shared that opportunity with the neighborhoods, uh, with the Short North Civic Association, Italian Village, German Village, 
and, and said, Hey, what do you, what do you guys think? And, uh, I had actually been working down in Austin, uh, previously with an electronics recycling company. And so I'd seen Cardigo on the streets. I was familiar with it and knew that this could help us open up more on-street parking spaces. So I reached back out to the, to the uh, chief marketing officer at the time, uh, Paul DeLong, who's now our, now our CEO, and said, hey, how, how can I help? I think, I think this, is a, this is a win-win. And we've, we've all pulled our hair out about parking at some point in time in the city of Columbus. As much as we love this city and the city embraces everybody, everybody wants to stay. And, and there's the space that we have. So I, I, the, what I love about Cartago is there is a uniqueness to it in trying to help solve that problem. So as you said, you know, you have the CEO in place and what makes you guys unique in this space right now? Because I feel like you were some of the initial ones really having that conversation. Yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, Columbus has seen a, a, a huge uh, increase in the last few years in uh, alternative transportation providers. Uh, Kogo came on the scene back in 2013. Uh, uh, Cartago launched soon after. Uh, uh, ride sharing came in that winter and the C-Bus launched uh, in, in the spring, I think a, a, a year later. So uh, what, what makes Cartago unique is we have uh, point-to-point, one-way, free-floating car sharing service. So it's it's convenient, it's affordable with uh, low low minute minute rates with hourly discounts. Um, we, we differentiate ourselves from other ride sharing services. There, there's never surge pricing. Uh, there's no minimum charges. You don't have to t- tip a driver. Um, it's, uh, uh, it puts you literally puts you in the driver's seat. Cause you seat. are the driver. It puts you in the driver's seat and you're, I mean, I'll tip myself every day of the week <laughs> if I need to, but right. You're in the driver's seat. And we've really made it a, a point to become part of the, the, the cultural fabric of, of the city. And that, that was the, the, the mission and the challenge that our, our CEO, our CMO then gave, gave to me when they initially hired me as their, as their uh, marketing manager. Well, you're a community guy. I mean, I can tell like leading up some of this winding path that we were discussing a little bit. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what you do. And so you were a marketing manager. How did you become GM? I mean, was it that community push that you were just all in and passionate about? I mean, if you had to go back and really kind of take a look at take a look at your life in that perspective, you know, what do you think got you into the role that you're in now as general manager? I, I, I de- definitely the, the, the community partnerships and the way that we were able to, to get that broad, uh, com- community support from, uh, some great, great partners like the chamber, uh, CODA, um, uh, COGO. When, when we were initially launched, we were on a one year pilot program. So, um, we were, we were, uh, we were forced to be on good behavior, but it, it came naturally. You know, mm-hmm. we, uh, I'm, I'm from Columbus. Uh, this is, this is my city. I wanted to, um, bring the positive attributes, uh, to this town. And it was, uh, it was, it was widely recognized, uh, for the, for the solutions that we were bringing. We're helping, you know, traditional two car households get down to one car. You, you've probably often seen two of our cars parked in one space downtown. That, that's, a, that's a win-win for the city. Uh, uh, we pay the city uh, per car, not per meter. Okay. So when, when we were up for our, uh, our, our one-year pilot renewal, we actually uh, had almost, over, almost 35 letters of support from community groups. Wow. Uh, the administrator at the time told me that was uh, uh, the most number of uh, support letters they've seen for any pilot program at, in the, in the history. So. so you're saying you were doing something right. We were doing something right. So when there was, uh, when there was an opportunity, uh, for, for our, 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 GM to move up and he did, uh, uh, I was, I was a natural fit to, to, to take his place. So it's been a, it's been an incredible ride and excited for the future too. 
Yes, and we'll have to maybe see what you can tee up for the future with us in the middle of this conversation at some point today. Now, now tell me, you, you mentioned, you know, the Chamber is a partner. How has Cartago used its Chamber membership? What have you guys done with that in terms of your growth and in, in expanding, you know, within the city? Absolutely. And uh, I, the Chamber was absolutely instrumental in helping car to go get off the ground. Even, even before, even before we launched back in, 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 in 2013, they, they were behind the scenes. They were, uh, laying, laying the groundwork, uh, having the conversations, you know, but, um, with, with, with city council members, with the, with the mayor's office, um, they were working with Morpsey, uh, they were having conversations with CODA. So everybody realized the, the advantages that we would be able to bring, uh, to the city. And they, they, they really, um, uh, they, they set us up to, to knock, to knock it out of the park. Um, since, since then they've continued to be great partners. They've continued to, uh, make, make connections to, to, to get our foot in the door. Uh, whenever we've had a, a major celebration, uh, or, or, or announcement, they've, uh, they've, they've hooked us up with social media posts, with press releases. Um, they, they've really gone above and beyond. And that's why we continue to be a member to this day. So let me ask you this, how will your business transform this year? 2018 is the year of innovation for the Columbus region, and you can network with hundreds of area business leaders and entrepreneurs during Transform, the Columbus Chamber's 2018 annual meeting, February 8th at the Greater Columbus Convention Center. You'll hear insights from keynote speaker Tom Feeney, president and CEO of SafeLight Autoglass, as he really shares how the company has evolved the customer experience through investments in technology and creating its SafeLight Works Innovation Hub. To learn more, visit columbus.org forward slash transform. Again, that's columbus.org forward slash transform. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you at the Columbus Chamber's annual meeting on February 8th. The future looks bright, it sounds like, from what you said a moment ago. So, yes, I mean, and you, and you have, you know, the way that transportation is working right now and what's going on with Smart Columbus and so many other things. There's this big conversation, I feel like, about transportation that we're in the middle of. So for Cartago to be an initial major player in all of this, how do you continue to kind of evolve and stay relevant and versatile as Columbus and, and, and our transportation situation kind of grows and flexes. Absolutely. The, the, the smart Columbus win was obviously getting a lot, a lot of press. We were one of the, one of the partners, um, and they, they continue to, uh, look for ways, uh, in their, in their planning and, and as they set up their, their programs to, to involve, uh, car sharing and bike sharing and ride sharing. And, and we look forward to being more and more and more a part, uh, of those programs. We, we continue to invest in our, in our, in our product, in our technology. I think it all starts with that technology, uh, and with our vehicles, we've invested over a million dollars, uh, in, in 2017, just in, in that technology. Our app is probably one of the best um, and most intuitive apps in, in, in the industry. So uh, when, when, you, when you start with that tech, when you start uh, w- with the product, when we've got new, new, we got new vehicles back in March, um, we are, uh, we're setting ourselves up to be the, the, the uh, transportation provider of the future. I love that because there's nothing like having to work with a transportation app that it's hard to... <laughs> 
it's hard to navigate through the app itself, let alone the streets of the city that you're in. Right, and your your, your smartphone really becomes the your 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 magic um, key that opens opens up the vehicles. It automatically locks the vehicles. It can reserve your vehicle uh, for free. It tells you how much fuel's in it. Um, so that's uh, where everything. So when it comes to technology and what you guys have developed and do, that's where it is. I mean, my phone does everything right. to be able to get me into these cars and to get the cars. To go. Absolutely. <laughs> you <laughs> Sorry, can, I had to do that. You got it. You got it. So that's, so, so in, in, in terms of evolution, I mean, are you constantly kind of tweaking the app? Are you looking at the different kind of players and the different kind of movement in the city? So that technology kind of changing, what can you share and as you kind of move into this space in the next I don't know, two to three years? Should we sure. l- look out that far or less? I mean, I, we have to look back to see how far we've come already. Uh, yeah. You used to um, have an actual physical member card that you have to put up to the uh, t- to the windshield. Uh, if folks forgot your forgot your member card, you're you're out of luck. So, uh, no, everybody goes everywhere with their smartphone these days. So you always, you always, you always have your key. We're adding new features. You can set a, you can set a radar if you know you're going to need a car at at five p.m. when you're getting out. So uh, like a, a ping, like literally on my phone. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So it will send you a push notification, and you can say, "Hey, there's a car uh, that's ready for you," and you can go in. You can reserve that again for free at no cost, up to a half an hour before you need it. And, uh, you know, make your way to the vehicle and it's, it's there. Nobody's going to swing by and, and, and pick it up. Uh, certainly every uh, OEM is looking at autonomous driving. And, you know, that's yeah, such a conversation. Uh, you know, every every OEM has a, their R&D department that's, that's looking into that. We've seen we've seen some pilots, you know, Google, Waymo, everybody uh, is uh, trying to jump in, is, is jumping in. Um, the interesting to see if Apple gets in there too. Uh-huh. But uh, um, that, that's still going to be a few years out, I think, um, just based on the, uh, the regulation and the, and the insurance in, in the industry and, and all the testing that, to make sure that, uh, you know, we, we keep the, the, the public safe and our passengers safe. But uh, that's, that's where the future is going. And you can imagine uh, if you don't have, if it's, if it's rainy, if it's snowy, you know, you don't have to walk a couple blocks, uh, to car, the car comes to get you, you know, you, you, you take it to, to a blue jackets game, for example. Uh, you don't have to drive around looking for parking, just get out and the, and the car go parks itself. So rainy and snowy in Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> never. It's probably going to change like within the half hour that we're together. Maybe today. not last year, but I hear this year is going to be a little colder. Yes, so. I want my car to go close to me <laughs> so I can hop right into it. You got it. You know, this is an international brand. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I can't can't stress that enough. So how does car to go really lean into those opportunities to grow, learn, and expand from other fleets? You kind of got into that with the R&D of what's coming. Mm-hmm. Um as you put it, the OEM, but like what now, what have you learned? What are you learning currently? Maybe not in the driverless car area, but kind of, I mean, how do you network? How do you learn? How do you, how do you work with those other fleets or learn from those other fleets? Absolutely. There, there's, there's a huge advantage uh, for car to go to be under the larger Daimler umbrella. So uh, we're able to take some of those learnings from our European counterparts or from our, uh, from our colleagues in Canada, for example. 
Um, just last year, Canada had uh, uh, piloted the use of some four-door Mercedes vehicles uh, to test out, you know, the the usage, utilization, the demand for those vehicles, and it was it was off the charts. Uh, and so we've we've taken those learnings, and we're now starting to introduce uh, four-door GLA and CLA uh, Mercedes-Benz vehicles into our Cardigo fleets, and that's that that's that's one of the uh, the transition. There's there's more use cases there, you know, uh, with with you can have up to five passengers. You can arrive in a little more, uh, a little more style, a little more comfort. Uh, for they're they're a little nicer for long long term weekend trips, for example. Um, Is that something in Columbus right now? That's that's not something right now, but that's something we're we're looking uh, we're working toward. So. Okay. That's that's incredibly interesting. I think our I think our European uh, colleagues um, in, in those cities have certainly have more robust transportation infrastructure. So they've uh, they've got more subways and trains and uh, and less folks with their own uh, personal personal vehicles. So uh, some of the uh, as Columbus starts continues to develop and starts to move towards that those higher densities, mm-hmm. you know we're we're going to take a lot of learnings from from them and uh, and see how we can we can be that vehicle of choice uh, for those folks uh, that are that are downsizing that are moving downtown for those folks that uh, that that want to walk to work or bike to work and but need a need a need a vehicle maybe once a week or to run up to the folks's place or wherever. The Columbus of the future needs that, I I think. I'm curious to hear your perspective because, you know, I I think sometimes we are very fortunate in the fact that, you know, I can take my own car and get from Hilliard over to Easton in probably about 30 minutes. But what's your perspective on the city growing and how that's going to probably change over time as we go towards 2030, 2050? Sure, yeah. You've seen the Morpsey projections was 500,000 more people yes. or a million more people yeah, in the next, next 30 years, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and you look around the, you look around the downtown, downtown skyline and w- what do you see? You see the cranes. And um, my, de- my old man always said, that's, you know, that's a key indicator. You know, you want to see the, uh, the litmus test for the, you know, economic vit- vitality of a city. See how many cranes you got. And they're, they're everywhere. They're in Franklinton. They're in downtown. They're in the short north. Uh, they're, in, they're in German Village, Old Town East. Like that, that downtown core um, is seeing this urban, urban renaissance. And with that is this, this, uh, this infill. So uh, going away are a lot of these uh, surface parking lots, uh, and um, a lot of these developments they're they're receiving parking variances um, because more more folks can you know walk to work or bike to work or take the C bus uh, or, or, or Kogo, um, and they're they're able to get down to, to to fewer cars. So that's a win. That's a win 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 for us um the that 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 density as 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 the skyline starts to starts to go up um there's only so many parking spaces um and you know the um the the part the cost of parking will will go up as well and that's a but that that'll be a win-win win-win for us will be a win-win for coda kogo uh, Morpsies, ride solutions, van pool carpool and i take it that's what happened in like you know the chicago's of the world where you pay you know $25 to park for a fairly short amount of time. I mean, it's, it wasn't always probably $25 to park downtown. <laughs> I'm trying to think back, but it, I don't think it probably always was. Um, you know, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, your, you, you were talking about your relationship with other kind of, kind of fleets and how that looked. And I want to kind of bring that back 
to businesses sure. and, and in your general manager role. I mean, how really can local businesses find ways to network and grow like you do? They may not be part of an international brand like you are, but but what are some of the lessons you've taken away from your experience with Car2Go that you feel like you could give to some local business owners who are, you know, maybe in a different position, but would like to be able to kind of have that feeling of growth expansion and yeah. those things. Um, I mean, this is a, uh, people said it all the time. This is a, um, it's a, it's a small pond. I mean, it's easier to be a, be a big fish. I'm sure you've heard that. <laughs> um, um, but with, with that, I think most folks are, are pretty approachable and pretty, pretty open to, to new ideas. They're, they're open to, to, to having coffee. Um, my, my, my typical day, you know, in the, in the mornings, I'll, I'll often meet, uh, uh, have a networking meeting for, for, for coffee, just, to just to connect with other folks doing cool stuff out there, uh, find ways that, uh, you know, we can incorporate car to go find ways that, um, I just met with a gal, uh, Alexia working on her Columbus book project. You know, what are some, what are some ways, um, and, and there's some random overlaps there, yeah. you know, that, that you, ne- you never would have thought of. So, um, uh, look for those mutual connections, you know, find those folks that you already know that, that are in that company. Uh, those, uh, those employees are going to be the best advocates for your, for your cities. Um, those, those general managers, um, and, and, and directors hearing it from uh, people inside their own, own organizations that mm-hmm. says, Hey, uh, I like car to go. Uh, I want to use it for, for, for business trips. I want to take it, uh, you know, to and from the airport, whatever it might be. Um, uh, let them be your, let them be your champions. And, you know, when you treat them right, uh, everything else kind of falls in place. And, and kind of in the, in the same vein, I mean, cause I know we're talking a little bit about individuals and, and companies. I, I want to have you elaborate a little bit more on your relationship with Columbus community partners and, and really securing relationships as a business leader. So, you know, you have these coffees and people like your idea and, oh, maybe I can help you here or maybe I can do this. Car2Go was really able to forge some significant community partnerships to make it happen. So I take it it may have started in a coffee shop (laughs) in some cases, but how did it become, you know, what's your guidance on it becoming more formalized? How do you follow up, you know, how, how do you to make sure that it turns into something that's really could be significant for your business and for the community partner you want to work with. I mean, what does it take to make that happen? I said earlier, uh, our CMO's challenge to me was part was to make Cardigo part of the cultural fabric of, of, of the community. And you, you do that by, by building, uh, personal connections and, and developing those relationships. Inevitably there's going to be, uh, situations that, uh, that arise that you, that you couldn't foresee. There's going to be, uh, timely opportunities that you want to take advantage of. Um, that, that may come on, you know, on the Friday before a holiday weekend. Um, and you know, the traditional, uh, you know, communication channels to, um, whatever, um, you know, an entry level person isn't, isn't going to get the job done. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, being able to, to, to call up folks, uh, we've had a, uh, again, I I mentioned before a great working relationship with with the chamber, uh, all of our account reps, uh, we've had their cell phones, uh, on, on speed dial. We can, we can send them a text. Uh, we can, we can get in touch with these community partners and they can keep the ball, uh, rolling to make sure that, you know, we take advantage, uh, of, of these opportunities. So just to have that, to, to get to that place where 
you're on the favorites list or they're on your favorites list and, and, and knowing what you can provide them and what they can provide you. Well, and you got you to get to know them. You, you have to build that personal relationship. It's not, it's not all business. This, this community is, is, is very generous. Um, uh, folks give so much of their time uh, and, and, and paychecks back to causes that they, that they care about um, and, and being out there and being a part of that, being part of the community, um, uh, donating your time, uh, showing up, uh, for a, for a work day for, you know, pulling weeds or picking up trash, uh, whatever it might be, you see, you see countless community leaders out there. And, you know, when you're out there alongside them, you know, you can really have that opportunity to, uh, to build that, that street credit and, yeah. and build that relationship. You're walking the walk together. And then you find, that's when you find out, you know, they spent a year in Springfield, Illinois or Sturgis, <laughs> South Dakota. Now they and, know what SIU Saluki is. I know. You kind of blew my mind with that one. Um, yes. And there are going to be many people who don't know what that is who are listening, but we know now because we, we know each we other. We got it. We got it. So what is the biggest piece of business advice that you have? Ooh, this is a big one. What is the biggest piece of business advice you have for aspiring leaders in the business community? You know, um, I, I, it's, it sounds pretty simple, but you know, when, when you focus on your customers and you make sure that, that they win, uh, I, I really think the business, uh, is going to win, uh, in the long run as well. Um, you, you put yourself, you put yourself in their shoes, you walk a mile, uh, in, 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 in their world. And it, it really does open up so many insights, um, the winter after Cardigo launched, um, the the polar vortex came through. I don't know if you remember that. Yes, uh, I do. January of 2013. I didn't want to get in my car. I was going to work at like three in the morning at the time. And I just did not even want to get in it to see what the displays were going to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the one time I tried to get in my car, uh, I found out that the battery was dead and the tire was flat. So um, what did I do? Well, luckily, um, uh, I, I had a car to go available, and I, I started taking that to and from work, uh, using it for personal. I lived with my uh, my partner at the time. She had, she had a car, and uh, inevitably, I, I didn't get the car fixed. I was going to get it fixed in the spring, but then I did bike to work day, and then like, hey, I can. This is exercise and outdoor and fresh air, and you know, I see more of my uh, my people on the street. I didn't, uh, I never fixed my car. Uh, it sat, uh, it sat outside and for, for two and a half, three years, I ended up donating, donating it to uh, WCBE. Yeah. Uh, Jim Co came by, you know, with the, when the, uh, the tow truck came and, um, you know, I, I, I felt like I'm like the hair club for men guy. Not only was, was I the general manager, I'm also a member, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I used it almost, almost every day. And, uh, that was, uh, an incredibly valuable, valuable experience. Um, so. so sometimes given that that's a part of your advice, sometimes do we need to look for, sometimes we don't know where something's going that's happening within our lives. And there may be this business potential to really be a leader and, and, and be a thought leader in that area? Is that? Absolutely. It can happen that way. Okay. Absolutely. Very cool. Anything else you want to share about Cardigo right now and, and, and where things are headed? You, you've given us a taste, I feel like. 
what we we'd love to have any, any members that are that are interested in uh in coming down and having a conversation we moved offices down to the columbus idea foundry in franklinton nice 421 west state street it's a fantastic space a uh, lot, lot of good energy there um love for folks to to sign up if they're interested um you can use my personal promo code chet to go chet to go pretty fun pretty easy um but uh yeah get out there try it if you have any questions let us let us know uh, and I, I can't say enough about about the chamber. They've been they've been great partners from the beginning. Uh, before we before we launched, they they've stuck with us um, through and through, and uh, we're excited to to have a chance to to talk with you today, today Michaela. Yeah, thank you so much for being with us and kind of shedding light on where you guys are and where things are going. That's exciting to hear as well. So Chet Rodnauer is with us today. We're glad that you were with us. If you love the show, we hope you do. Let us know by dropping your ratings and reviews. Of course, five stars would be amazing. We all know that. Uh, but please give us a rating. That helps people really find our show. Uh, we read your feedback. We definitely value your ideas as we're going to be planning future shows. CBuzz is produced in collaboration with Capital University and is recorded at Capital's Convergent Media Center. So we want to thank their talented students, faculty, and staff for helping bring this program to life for you, our listeners. Ooh, and I got, I got a sound effect from Chet. <sighs> so I'm Michaela Hunt. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will catch you next time.